Hey everybody, welcome once again to another brand new episode of Beyond the Album Cover, where we take a look at a particular album and explain its significance within music history. This your boy Jay Mace, and thank you for everybody that's been tuning in to the podcast and liking the official show page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover. Now the album that we're going to take a look at today is not only a landmark one within the pop world, but the R&B realm as well. It was the first album by a white artist to ever go number one on the R&B charts. I'm talking about George Michael's 1987 masterpiece, Faith. It came about right after the group Wham! split in 1986 after touring for their massive album, Make It Big. George Michael wanted to be taken more seriously as a songwriter and he felt he wanted to shed the teeny bop group's image. So if we take a look at the Faith album cover, he has his five o'clock shadow, his earring with the cross in his ear, and the black leather jacket. It just screams modern day sex symbol. And the first single off of that album, Faith, beautiful open, sounded like you're in a church with the organ playing, and it gives you a reminder of Elvis with the way that they shot him from legs down, and it goes all the way up to where you see his stubble and his sunglasses. And the beat of Faith reminds me of early 50s pioneer rock and roll artists such as Elvis and Bo Diddley. So it had a little shuffle to it. You can do a little double time clap. And a little interesting tidbit, Faith was only number one for about one week in the UK, but in the States, it was number one for 12 weeks then you had to cut father figure beautiful haunting track and originally it was supposed to have i believe it was a drum beat within it but once george michael heard the final cut of the song without it he kept it as is and it was one of the many songs that crossed george michael over into the r&b realm we'll get more into that later Father Figure was sampled by P.M. Don for the track Looking Through Patient Eyes, LL Cool J for Father, and it helped George Michael set a precedent for all future artists that wanted to get that urban sound. That was non-African American, of course. But to me, the most underrated cut off of Faith was Kissing a Fool. Very jazzy, smooth, and the one thing I appreciated about George Michael's voice, very warm in his tone, and it had a lot of soul. Like he wasn't even trying because Great Britain has a great history of blue-eyed soul artists that paid attention to a lot of U.S. R&B from Beatles, Stones, Lulu, George Michael, Boy George, and even today's contemporaries such as Adele and Sam Smith all got their musical knowledge from American R&B and also from the Northern soul scene out in England, which took obscure U.S. R&B records and made them popular over in the U.K. Now, one more try. Once again, another ballad that showcases George Michael's strengths as a songwriter and vocalist. It was so popular that the 90s R&B girl group Divine ended up remaking it. In around 98, 99. And it was another song that ended up crossing over to the R&B charts. 
Hard Day. I personally prefer the remix by Shep Pettibone, who is one of the best remixers of our time. And that whole album got serious play on R&B radio. And it was just a great album from top to bottom. It solidified George Michael's status as one of the biggest superstars of the 80s, alongside Michael Jackson, Madonna, Prince, and Bruce Springsteen. But through the Faith album came controversy. As I mentioned earlier, Faith was the first album by a white artist to go number one on the R&B charts. But at the same time, he caught backlash from fans that felt that he was stealing urban culture and just selling it to a pop audience. Because in 1989, he won two American Music Awards for Best R&B Artist and Best R&B Album. Now, this was right around the time when music videos and radio stations were very segregated. MTV and BET really didn't do a lot of cross-pollination. And George Michael was one of the few artists to get love on both channels and not only on pop radio, but R&B radio as well. He was on the cover of a radio industry trade magazine called BRE, Black Radio Exclusive. And because of him taking the R&B awards, a lot of people felt, what is he doing taking our music and winning awards for it? How come we can't have nothing to call our own? Kind of similar to the conversation that was had a while back about Bruno Mars and cultural appropriation, which I feel is completely asinine that music knows no color. It knows no labels. Pop is short for popular. So why should we put people in the box and say that you're only allowed to do this music? You're only allowed to do that music. And George was just doing what he felt in his heart which was he loved R&B and soul. And because of the backlash he got from Faith, when he made his follow-up album, Listen Without Prejudice, R&B radio pretty much kind of blackballed him because of all the controversy. And it still stands out today as not only his best album, but one of the best pop albums of all time. Still some 31 years later, and tragically, we lost George Michael on Christmas Day of 2016. It came as a shock to all of us who loved his music, and through his love of music and his respect of R&B, I feel that there would be no Adele, there would be no Sam Smith for sure or any other soul artist out of the UK. He really showed what it was like to really pull your heart out on the line as a vocalist and also take your craft seriously as a songwriter. But what we didn't know at the time was, of course, George Michael's sexuality. So he was also a pioneer when he came out for other artists that were living the lifestyle of being gay. And saying, hey, this is who I am. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. Love my music. Or you don't. 
Now, I'm a big fan of George Michael Faith. It's one of my favorite albums. And it to me showed truth that music knows no color, knows no boundaries. So we should all be able to sit down together, listen to music without saying this is exclusively for one or the other. Now, if you have any suggestions that you would like as far as album topics to talk about, go to facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover. That is beyond the album cover all together. And you can like, follow the show page, leave comments for me there. And remember, this podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, and Stitcher. All right. So the album that we're going to cover next week is a landmark album for a particular woman that came from a famous family, Janet Jackson. And we're going to talk about her masterpiece, 1986 album, Control. So until next week, this is your boy, Jay Mace. Keep spinning those 33 and the thirds and 45s and be easy. See you next time on Beyond the Album Cover. Peace.